Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. But what you do is on this next play, you get handled. You know, cut blocks and dirty sh- is happening. Street justice is what I'm yeah. talking about during the course of the play. And it sounds like there wasn't any of that. Okay? There's a couple different ways to handle this. You don't even have to get the personal foul penalty. But you better be doing some street justice. <laughs> oh, man. So my best stuff. That's from his podcast, by the way. With uh, yeah, because you know, they, they get cursed. Because they, they, yeah, they, would, yeah. uh, they yeah. would bleep out the curse words. But I like when he stops him. But you don't see any of that. <laughs> He's fired up. So we yeah. made that part of the fun, the street justice. We see the street justice uh, this week with different games and everything. But that's uh, from the great Trez uh, Paler, as we remember him, too. So many things, as I said. Derek Thomas passed away today back in 2000. Marty Schottenheimer a year ago from the day. Uh, a lot of the anniversaries. The Chiefs lost the Super Bowl last year. On this day, the Chiefs became the Chiefs on this day back in 1963. So, a lot of good, a lot of bad, but uh, a lot of things you remember. Man, uh, February eighth. Maybe we should just maybe we should find a way to like make this a day of mourning because yeah, it's just, a terrible day in Kansas City. It's not work. No, not a good day. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Chris. We uh, we've seen a lot of uh, coaching uh, changes. The cycle's done, uh, unless something uh, unforeseen happens. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, seriously. If something unforeseen happens with the coach, but you never know, uh, the Jags go Doug Peterson, offensive route. Broncos go Nathaniel Hackett, offensive route, offensive coordinator Packers. Vikings go Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator. I will say this. I read something about uh, Kevin O'Connell because he's like Zach Taylor, you know, coming off that Sean McVay tree and how uh, Sean McVay had let him call plays in the preseason, how appreciative he was of that. Because Kyle Shanahan wants to do, got to do it in the preseason when he was up and coming too. So I was like, okay. So he didn't call plays. He did in the preseason. Great. Yeah, he did it in a meaningless game. Okay. Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator. Here we go. Chicago Bears paired defense with uh, Justin Fields. Nice choice. Dolphins, 
Uh, Mike McDaniels, 49ers offensive coordinator. You know what? Jury's out on him. It is. I mean, I do like how hard he's worked in everything he's gone through, and I do like the analytical side of him. But let's hope he's not a Brandon Staley because that uh, seems to backfire at yeah. times when you go when you can run a quarterback in a great season uh, by basically going for it on fourth and one every single time. There's a time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, offensive coordinator route. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator, Bills. Levy Smith, defensive coordinator, of the Texas, I was. I mean, he's like he's he's like uh, the rebound after the really bad relationship. That's what I love. He is. The, the, the whole thing's been a disaster. Yes, and I, I heard about this. You know, short term contract. Do you realize this? This Andrew Siciliano tweeted this out this morning. I saved it. Texans press conference introducing Levy Smith interrupted by a fire alarm in the announcement to ask people to evacuate. <laughs> that is so Houston like, Texans. That is not how you want to do your introductory <laughs> press so conference. so Houston Texans. That's like something from a sitcom there. Like, I expect to hear like, I think some it's funny really they funny went offense with Coley and now they're going defense with Loving. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they're he's just a, a holdover. He's a rebound until they find the coach. Which, to be honest, is they want Josh McCown, and and they couldn't justify hiring him. They're screwed because they were, they were in the playoffs. Remember, they beat vintage Mahomes. In 2019 season, and then their Chiefs beat them in the postseason, and they had their franchise quarterback in Watson. <laughs> now they don't. They don't have anything. Now they're just bouncing around coaches. So anyway, defense, Dennis Allen of the Saints, they go defense with the defensive coordinator. What will uh, Eric Bieniemy do next? And uh, I remember Bob had a, you know, something out there yesterday on Twitter, you know, sources, you know, saying that he's probably going to come back for the Chiefs. I think he will uh, come back with the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I just hope the uh, justifications there. And I will say this. I always saw him as a college coach going back to 2013 because he has that charisma like college coaches have, you know, that just overpowering, you know, presence. Because that's the way he is. We, we heard him every week on Tuesdays or Thursdays when the coordinators talk. He always had that, those quotes, the over you know, overwhelming personality. And the players love him. I mean, Sammy Watkins on Twitter, you know, talking about EB. The players like EB. And, but I always thought that would translate well to college to get players – you know, to go to the school, you throw in nil and everything else. And that may be the route. There's over 130 coaches in that house. Some teams are bumping up. 130 was this year. So there's always that opportunity. But I was curious, like, in his mind, does he know what he has to do this year? Because he's done everything. Like, he's literally done everything. So what can you do to get your head coaching job? And hopefully, you know, he's still as intense as he always is. But again, Andy Reid's calling the plays. I get that. I do think BNME called some. He's definitely instrumental in the game plans uh, throughout the week. But again, that's not the end all be all. As I mentioned, the other coaches got jobs that did not call plays. Andy Reid, by the way, didn't call plays before he got the job. Yeah, he was a in, quarterback in, coach <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> but uh, Eric BNME, just like what CBS Sports put out earlier today, since he's been offensive coordinator with the Chiefs, points per game first, yards per game first, yards per play first, first downs per game first, third down conversions first which, by the way, they had 52% on third down this year, which is the best since 2011, with the Saints, believe it or not. Fourth down conversions first. So he's been good. Like, What else do you need? The AFC title game, four straight years. you got Andy Reid, fifth all-time in wins, regular season and postseason. You've got him as the Andy Reid is the third most wins, tied for third most wins in postseason history. You know, endorsing you, which those endorsements just don't come for Frills, like he's going to stop throwing your name out there if he doesn't care. And he's a football guy. Like, that's what I like about it. He eats, sleeps, and drinks football, the game of football, and how to get better at the game of football. And 
I would be curious to see what he could do with the team. I really could. Because there's certain situations I see, and I think, man, if they win, he beat. He works out, works out. I think he will. If he doesn't, move on. That's the way things seem to go in the NFL. It's what the Patriots guys do, and they always come back, right? Like Joe Judge, tail between the leg, goes back to Belichick. What did Josh McDaniel do when he got ran from Denver? Goes right back to New England. Like <laughs> what everybody, did he do when he quit on the Colts? He went right back to New England. And to be honest with you, Brian Flores probably ends up back with the Patriots too because Belichick's like Saban. They're buddies. They always take these wayward coaches like Sark down at Bama. I don't know if Flores. Lane Kiffin down at Bama. I don't know if now he's going to bring Flores back. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know, know man. Like if I'm Belly, I don't know if I'm cool with him him outing me like that. But I who, don't would know. You, who would you say is in the top three most influential people in the NFL right now? When they speak, it's like EF Hudden. When they speak, you listen. Would you include Andy Reid in that top three? Absolutely. As far yeah. as respect around the league. Absolutely. Yeah. Surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. Belichick, you listen to his recommendations. Yeah. Tom Brady, he can say whatever the hell he wants because I think you listen to it because he's got seven rings. Influential. Still influential in this game. Peyton Manning, I think, is very influential in this game just even as a broadcast. I'd definitely put Andy Reid in the top three. And if he personally endorses somebody like he had Eric and say he's ready for it, like he wouldn't say that and go on a limb unless he felt it. Like Andy Reid's just not going to throw something out there. I saw the dude on Diners, Drives, and Dives, man. And he was just as intense at making a sandwich as he was football. Well, he was a, Everything Andy he Reed does is that? calculated, I man. Need to, I need to watch All this. it is, he's like kind of river market somewhere or something like that. But it's a great episode. I'll have to but check just, this out. Yeah, YouTube and Andy Reid. But he was very curious about all the spices, everything. Like He was intense, just as intense in that as he is everything else in his life. I mean, not only, not only you know, your example of, you know, he wouldn't endorse Eric Bieniemy if he didn't believe in him. He wouldn't have him as his offensive coordinator if he didn't believe in him. Like, Andy's not one of those guys. I mean, we already know, like, they wanted Kafka to replace Bieniemy should Bieniemy get a job. Like, if he felt like there were any issues there, Kafka would have gotten the job. Like, Andy's not one of those guys. I mean, think about it. I know he's loyal sometimes to a fault, but I think at the same time, like, I mean, he was very willing to get rid of Bob Sutton when they needed to get rid of Bob Sutton, and then they brought in his uh, his guys. He hung fans. on as long as he could. As long as he could, and then when he realized, like, hey, we can't go no further, You're, the defense is hurting us, he brought in his guy Spags. And you know what? They won a Super Bowl the very next same year. Same thing with Alex. Yeah, and the same thing. With, and, and, and Alex is another example of a guy he was loyal to probably a little too long, but at the end of the day, he understood business is business, and he let Alex go, and he went out and got his dream quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Like, Andy's not one of those guys that's going to put someone in a position he doesn't believe in. And I, that's the reason why I always find it funny when people try to discredit Eric Bieniemy because of uh, Andy Reid calling the plays and whatnot. It's like... Andy wouldn't put him in that position if he didn't believe he could do that. What I so. hate is all the blame on him on the second half of that game. Again, the players made those mistakes, not the coaching staff, but I'll say this too. Like, if you're going to blame them, to give him some, if you're going to say he's instrumental in the way they played in the second half of the Bengals, then look at the Bills game. They put 552 yards, 42 points on the number one defense, DVOA defense, points against defense in the NFL, something that hadn't happened in the history of the league. So, we get put credit to. Are you going to talk about, well, play calling? Zach Taylor's in the Super Bowl this year. He didn't call plays. Sean McVay did. You know, Kevin O'Connell didn't call plays. He's got a job. So I hear that. And then I was listening to see that thing. Someone said his age. <laughs> like, dude's 52. That's still prime, buddy. Look. And by the way, I'm climbing there. <laughs> yeah, you're getting close to that. I'm not. You're getting close. I'm within, you're almost, uh, within arm's length. You're almost there. You're like, you're like is it next year, right? No, God, no, Chris. Is it not next year? What the hell do you think I am, man? 
thought you were 73, right? Gee, man, you were Christmas. Born, no, you I'm were, in my 40s, man. I know, but you're getting close to Oh, no, 50. Yeah, I'm closer. I'm closer. No, 52. I'm closer oh, to 52. him than I am. Yeah, you're very, you're getting. I'm probably closer to him than you. Oh, you're a lot closer. You're a lot closer to him than me. <laughs> I'm still 31. All right. I still got a long ways to go. Something's changed. <laughs> but I, I will say this. I was listening to that segment when I was driving in, and it was just, it was hilarious how many people were going through the mental gymnastics of saying, oh, well, what about this? What about, oh, he has all these uh, cliches that he says, which is just like not far off from when that idiot called in like a month ago and said, uh, a month, was it two months ago now? And said like, oh, he's not articulate enough, which is, you know, really racist dog whistle. Um, It, to me, just seems like so many people are unwilling to address the fact that Eric Bieniemy wasn't the only guy that was qualified, that was a minority candidate that didn't get a job. Who did they go to on the sideline when they said, do we have time to run walks? Mm-hmm. It was Eric Bieniemy. There you go. And you had Byron Leftwich out there. Byron Leftwich has done a hell of a job in Tampa. Like, I think he does. And, and I'm shocked him. And then also on the other side, uh, Todd Moore. Like, I'm a little bit surprised on several of these offensive coordinators yeah. didn't get a shot. That did well. I thought Todd Bowles deserved a, a, a good a good chance at Leslie it. Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier too. Like Todd Bowles did a hell of, he's done a hell of a job in Tampa, man. Like yeah, so Leftwich, I, man. I thought he was a, I thought he was a bum when he was I with thought the, Leftwich with the was Jets. getting Jacksonville. Oh, me too. But he turned that down. He turned that and I don't blame him because Trent Balky. Trent Balky's a disaster. I wouldn't take that job either. I, I respect Leftwich for not taking that Dougie job. Dougie Fresh took it though. Yeah, yeah. And I don't and, and I, I think that's a but good hire it. for them. I, I think that's a good hire for and them. Trevor likes him. Peterson Peterson's a good coach. Peterson shouldn't have gotten fired. From, from the Eagles. What's your favorite hire then? Out of the ones I just mentioned, which one do you think like is the best fit? I heard him talking about this last night on Fox Sports Radio. Peterson. Peterson. Do you? Yeah. Dude, Peterson's Peterson's a really good offensive mind. I really like Peterson. Like I, I like I, I thought he should have kept his job in Philly. I thought that the only reason why he was fired was because they needed to scapegoat, scapegoat somebody to the fans. And so I, I think that he should have gotten a job this last offseason. So he, I think he picked the right job because he's got a lot of talent. They got a lot of cap space. The only problem, though, is that he's working with Trent Baalke. And Trent Baalke is a terrible GM. And I, I really hope that Baalke kind of cedes some control to Peterson because Baalke's going to try to f- find a way to mess it up. And I just hope he doesn't because that's a really talented team. And Peterson's a good coach. I am curious about Nathaniel Hackett because keep in mind, LeFleur called the plays up there. Yeah. But, you know, I'm curious what he does just because I like that roster. Like, and I've always said, if Denver goes offensive, I will see how he does. I mean, we, we didn't know what Zach Taylor was going to do, and all of a sudden he's in the Super Bowl after winning four games and two games the previous year. But I am curious about that fit. It could be a, a good fit. I'm rooting against him. Because of the – because of the, well, yeah, because he's Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, and, and because that's a job that uh, the enemy should have gotten. <laughs> like, n- Hackett had nothing to do with the success of the Packers. Well, I'm with you. If you're a team that's lost this team 13 straight times, and he's been every step of the way with Reed, like yeah. literally since day one in 2013. And he's been a four straight AFC title games, and he's been part of the homes. He knows what's, what makes him good. He knows what makes him bad. But regardless, uh, we'll get into that later too. But I want to talk about some of these edge rushers that are free agents this year. And again, we don't know because we just had the Senior Bowl. March 8th is the franchise tag. So we don't know who's going to be tagged or not because it could be tag you're it with some of these guys. So we don't exactly know who's going to be out there on the open market. Same thing with the wide receivers that I went over last night. March 14th through 16th, tampering and free agency period. <laughs> I mean, right during March the, Madness, tamper, by the way. Tampering has happened already right now. Oh, yeah, man. but it took over. <laughs> it took over 
Yeah, March Madness I mean, it's last like, year. yeah, it's like, it's like the legal tampering, Barry, but tampering's happening right now. Like Steven Ross is probably just calling some player in on his yacht so he could try to convince him to come play for the Dolphins. Combine February 28th to March 7th draft, April 28th to 30th. This is when you make your roster right now, free agency or not, uh, or just going through the draft because last year was a very good draft for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, too, you look at that Orlando Brown trade and like this goes back to, uh, you know, the question I have with Fesco, do you trust this offseason more than last offseason? Well, we can't forget about this because you talk about trading first round picks like that's something Veach not hesitant to do whatsoever. Like he's done with Frank Clark. And like he did last year with Orlando Brown because he needed to tackle. Well, don't forget that trade. The Chiefs got Orlando Brown and got number 58 back in the second round. Now, the Chiefs still threw a third rounder, a fourth rounder, a 2022 fifth round selection in exchange for Brown. They got a second round pick, number 58 overall, which, by the way, was Nick Bolton. And I think you'd take that pick again. So it's not just Orlando Brown that came in the deal. They were able to get back in the second round where Beach called it hot zone. Got Nick Bolt in a 2002 six-round pick that went to the Steelers uh, for Melvin Ingram, which helped this team. Now, they didn't get to the promised land, but he helped turn his defense around. So I'd look at, I look at the Ingram deal for that pick. I look at Orlando Brown having the left tackle, and I look at Nick Bolton. Okay. When you look at the, you know, the sum of the whole, you kind of look at it differently. And you brought up this at the beginning of the show, like the, the poll that Fesco and Kling had. Um, are you more... Optimistic or less worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's optimistic about the Chiefs after this season. And I, I feel more because I know that the like after last offseason, 
And, you know, obviously after the 2018 offseason, uh, the 2019 offseason, where the, they just completely revamped the defense, it leads me to believe, like, that you're going to see a very uh, aggressive push to try to improve the Chiefs uh, in their weaknesses. The Chiefs are one of, like, Veach and Andy are one of, are, are two guys who are like, let's try to make sure we extend this window as long as we can. Because Andy, his age, not playing. He wants to win. No, yeah, he's trying to win as many titles because he knows. Like, hey, I'm, I'm pushing my mid-60s now. Like, I got I to gotta keep winning titles. And he's not taking this for granted whatsoever. He's not like, oh, we'll just go get him next year. They are trying to do what the Rams did this year, what the, what the Buccaneers did a year ago, trying to lo- uh, two years ago, and load up on as much talent as possible so they could try to almost guarantee a championship. And I, I really respect that about them, and I, I really hope that they continue that this offseason. So I'm much more optimistic than I would have been a year ago because like a year ago it was like, okay, well, how are they going to do it? But they found a way to do it, and now it's like, okay, now I'm a lot more confident because I know they can revamp a weakness. Um, we'll see. It starts now. We'll talk about edge rushers when we come back. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. Again, a lot of uh, memories today. Terrence Paylor's his last show last year tonight. It was a reaction to the Super Bowl, which is the day before. Today was the reaction of that game. Also, Marty Schottenheimer passed away a year ago today. And uh, Derek Thomas back in 2000 on this day. So, real uh, weird day here in Kansas City. Chris, last night I went over wide receivers that could be an option for the Chiefs. And I look at this offseason and think, all right, they know the window's still wide open. Because you got Tyree Kill still in his prime. I think they'll restructure him. Travis Kelsey's not getting younger. You got to parlay that, and you have to realize who you have. Maybe the greatest tight end ever. In my mind, he is, and he's still going. So you're going to put pieces around it because this team was. <laughs> listen, they blew a game in the second half against the Bengals. They would have made their third straight Super Bowl. You can make an argument they should have been four straight if D Ford's done offsides against Tom Brady. But regardless, the window's still open for this team that everybody buried when they were three and four. Yeah, and so I and and I've been arguing with my best friend on which on is not a Facebook. rebuild. Facebook DMs all day, and I'm just like, dude, like, if you're the Chiefs, I think you got to get yourself a number one capable receiver. Like, you got to do that. Like, I understand. Like, we we can't take this group for granted. And I, I feel like this is kind of the situation where we, we kind of did. We were like, oh, we got Tyreek. We got Kelsey. Oh, we're good. But, you know, then all these teams just play it safe. They just drop eight guys in coverage. And the Chiefs basically just had two guys that were being doubled everywhere. And you couldn't rely on anyone else. Get yourself a number one capable receiver so that you have too many weapons for the opposing team to stop. So I and, and it, it sounds like a, a Madden type solution, but that's what the Rams did. This year, that's why they're in the Super Bowl. The Robert Woods got hurt right after they brought in OBJ. But they were like, hey, this is a Madden move. We're going to get as much talent as we can. The Buccaneers did that a year ago. I mean, two years ago when they brought in Tom Brady. They brought in Antonio Brown. They brought in Gronk. And all of a sudden, you had those three guys paired up with two top 10 wide receivers in Godwin and, and Evans. Like, that's what you got to do in today's NFL. Because that's what all the other teams are trying to do. 
They're trying to load up on talent so that they have so much you can't stop them. The Bengals did it. They were like, oh, we can get Panay Sewell and make sure our quarterback doesn't have his knee torn to shreds. No, let's draft Jamar Chase because he might be the best wide receiver we've seen in a long time. Like, that's what they did, and they're in the Super Bowl now. If you're the Chiefs, that's what I think you do. Get a number one capable receiver that can make you so much more dangerous because you can't cover everybody. <laughs> well, would you go free agent route or would you go with the proven commodity? Would you go like a Chris Godwin coming off an injury and you're looking at four years, 70 million. Mike Williams, probably four years, 68 million. These are pro football focus uh, estimates. They have one year, 8 million for Juju, but I don't think Juju is going to do they're not going to want they're not going to want Juju back. Well, but, but he did the one year contract last yeah, year. I don't yeah. think he's going to draw Revis's no, this thing. No. Uh, all the way through his career. Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, Jameson Crowder, Marquez Valdez Scaling, which will remind people he was drafted in the fifth round, so you can get value elsewhere from this deal. Or do you, you know, try to get Chris Olave route or the Traylon Burks if he falls to the Chiefs, which I don't think he's going to, but I did see that pro football focus mock today. I was like, ah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. I'm going draft. And the reason why I'm going draft is because I feel like you really own, like if you're going luxury, I'm not going to spend money on luxury. I'm going to draft luxury. Not like if you can get it for cheap, like they, like the, the Rams did with OBJ this year, that's when you do it. But, or, or like with the, with the Buccaneers, when they, when they went out and they got, um, they got Antonio Brown and you got, uh, Gronkowski and you didn't have to spend a bunch of money because you know oh you know Antonio Brown had been out of football for a while and Gronkowski was out of football for a year so I, I don't feel like you're gonna you should you should go out there and spend that money I think that you got to go get aggressive in the draft maybe even trade up if you have to and get yourself a receiver that you feel like has number one capability a because you don't have to pay him for the next four years, four to five years, but B because you're going to be able to get him longer as opposed to just bringing a guy in. Cause not everybody's, we saw it with Juju a year ago. Not everybody is going to want to come to Kansas city and be a third option as a receiver. Uh, a lot of those guys are not going to be comfortable with that. So get yourself a guy that's young. That's good. That can, that can be a third option right now. And then could be a potential number one option in the future. I think that's the way you go. And you maybe because you got a little bit of draft capital because of the comp- compensatory pick, maybe you can trade up and you can get yourself a guy. You really want a receiver. Well, again, like a Christian Watson, you can get him in the second round, maybe in the third round. We'll see. I, I think Christian Watson's going to be for North Dakota state. I think he's going to be a guy that shows his speed at the comedy. Definitely shows his sides and everything else at the senior bowl, but Gary Wilson, Chris Olave. I think these guys will be gone except for Olave. Olave could still be sitting there. At number number thirty, Drake you know, London's you know starting like? to get a lot of run because of his size. And again, I like Trey Burks because that's the prototypical X that can also play a little Debo in the backfield. He's a lot bigger than Debo, but can still play back like he did at Arkansas. I, I like Jahan Dotson. I really like Penn Jahan. State. Yeah, Penn State. I really like Jahan Dotson. Like when I think of like which guy in the first round, and I, Olave too, like Pickens as well. But like when I look, think of like who. Do I envision like the way they play their physical uh, attributes? Who embodies a receiver that Andy Reid likes? It's it's Dotson, man. Dotson has it all. He's a sure-handed receiver. He's so fast. Burks is who they want more because 
the size, the X, the I just speed. Don't, I don't think he's they got care the size about... and the speed, and he can play back, do but, everything they want. But Andy doesn't care about size, though, for his receivers. But like the, I know, but you know what? That's the one thing they don't have in their drawer. Yeah, That's but the one I don't, don't think they drawer. want it in their drawer. I don't think they care if it's in their drawer. I think the Chiefs are perfectly content with having small receivers that are really fast and Get agile. a cover two killer, man. I, I don't think – I mean, a cover two killer would be a guy that is fast and shifty that can get yards after the catch. Or, or, or not afraid to go across the middle. I think that – I think a guy like Dotson would be perfect for them. Really good route runner, sure-handed receiver. They need that right now because you couldn't rely on any of your other receivers besides Tyreek. Get you a guy you can count on that can run routes and is just as athletic as the guys you already have on your team. I, I like Dotson a lot. He's about 5'11 and named for a little bit yeah, under just six under, foot. Just under 200. Yeah, about 5'11 just under 200 pounds. He had big time touchdowns though this year. Yeah. He had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, this he had like almost State. 100. He had 91 receptions on the year, like 1,200 yards. Like he was a very reliable receiver and he fits the kind of profile that, that uh, the Chiefs like. And I think if his 40 time is like just under 4 4, and again, he'll that's be the key. That'll that's be the, the key, key is the 40 time. Man. Like the combine is going to be really big for Dotson because if he runs like a low 4 3, he could be off the board before 20. And uh, so the pro football focus is I did the uh, wide receiver contracts last year. This is what they're saying for edge rushers. Again, we don't know who's going to be tagged or not. Number one, they have Chandler Jones. He's going to be 32 years old at this point. Two years, about a $16 million a year average for somebody like that. Uh, he did have that five-sack game earlier this year. Um, that'd be a big loss for the cards. Von Miller's out there. Again, you're looking at aging guys. Javian Clowney's even on here. He did have nine sacks this year. And he was really good in pressures. Top half of, the, half, of the, half of the season, he was amongst the bets for quarterback pressures. But again, you're talking about aging guys. Randy Gregory. Emmanuel Ogball that I really like. He's had nine sacks the last couple of years. That's a guy I'd like to see back in Kansas City's. Three years, $15 million per year average for a guy like Ogball because I like him better than Okafor. Melvin Ingram is your sixth best free agent pass rusher when you start to see the age of some of these guys. And your old friend Justin Houston at ninth. One year, $7 million average. So, again, the edges aren't exactly there. But if you really want a top-quality edge, you're going to have to trade down to get it. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are probably going to wait. Like, I think I think the Chiefs will probably wait. They'll probably bring back Melvin and then just wait to see what happens next year. Because I, I think if you get a full year of Frank and Melvin, maybe they bring in another guy as a rotational pass rusher where they can kind of, you know, mix guys around. You don't know who's coming from where. I can see them doing that. But I don't think they're going to be very aggressive about getting – like, I don't think they're going to draft an edge rusher in the first round. Like, I just – to me, like I, it, it, if the Chiefs were going to do that, they'd have done that in the 2019 draft. But they didn't do that. They were like, we need experience. Let's go get Frank. I just don't see them doing that. I think they're most likely going to just go with experience, go with guys that they know can help them win right now as opposed to develop, and then we'll worry about the edge rusher thing next year. Well, well Pro Football Focus at 24 had Ojabo. Yeah. All the way down to 24. I don't see that, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, see, I don't that. see that at all. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I've seen that. I've, I've seen uh, the, 12 sacks us here at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, the, the camera kid from uh, San Diego State. Like, Cameron, I actually like him. Yeah. like that's but a, I think he might slip to the second. But I don't, I don't I think, think he's so. going to be there with the Chiefs pick at the end of the second. I don't think he's going to be Prob- there. I don't think so either. I just I don't think he's going to go first. I do I do think probably early to mid-second he goes. I, I, I can see someone trading up for him. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's right here. I don't, but a really good safety is going to be there. Yeah, I, I just and I don't think the Chiefs are going to go safety either. Like, 
I, I, for me, I think they're going to go big impact, and big impact's going to be receiver. I, that just, it feels like it's that kind of year. I think, honestly, I know it's the old cliche, best player available at that point. But again, last year, I mean, they obviously weren't enamored with the tackles, which they made the right decision. <laughs> no, they were not. Because it was a lot of, like, fake, fake pro day numbers. Like, 300-pounders running under five flat, like, all the time. And a bunch of guys with it short arms, and they didn't, they don't short like arms, short arm That's tackles. the thing I had with Tooney when people said he should play left tackle. I was like, no. there's a guard for a reason. Yeah, he's a guard because he doesn't have really long chain, arms. Yeah. arms. They don't like guys who have short arms, and all those tackle guys all the guys who were late first round at short arms. So they're not into them. So, but again, if, if you have a real top quality safety or a corner like McCreary still sitting out there, because there will be corners out there. There will be corners out there available. And uh, that'll be good to see. But coming up next, why you should be glad you're living in Kansas City when it comes to this, uh, this game this weekend between the Bengals and the Rams. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Kristen Ocero. Text line, they want uh, a power running back. I think they're going to dance with what they have, and maybe they bring the kid back. <laughs> I don't think they care about that. I don't think it matters. No, I don't think it matters. The Chiefs are not a power football team. Like, they just, in short-yarded situations, they either go but they with could some... be more with the way this, this offensive line's built. They can. Yeah, but I don't even know if that's Andy Reid's style, though. Well, the Bengals dared him to run, and that would have been nice to see him Yeah, but like, more. but even then, like, I mean, they should have really just thrown more of the short passing game like they were doing in the first half when they were scoring instead of trying to just throw the ball down the field because they were scoring all those points. That's what they should have done. Just keep throwing to Jarek in the flats and let him run. <laughs> well... I mean, Andy doesn't value big running backs. All no. his running backs are small. Like, I mean, the biggest running back he's had was probably what Spencer Ware. As long as you, or Dare Williams, probably Daryl. Yeah, probably Daryl. You got to catch right. the football in the backfield. You got to be able to block those. Are the yeah, two you are, you have to be. Yeah, you got to be a receiving back that can catch. Like, which that really became a weapon towards the towards the uh, latter part of the year. Yeah, because running backs catching on the backfield is so important. Because if the defense is going to give that to you, or like the Bengals drop eight. Just throw it to a running back. Let him run. Yeah, and that—that that was the re- and that's the reason why they they, they lost because they just let's let's throw it ten yards down the field because we've been doing that all playoffs. No, you gotta you gotta take what they give you, and they didn't do that. So, Chris, the Super Bowl. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Coming up this weekend, and man, I mean, 
this is this is this is God. I don't care about this game. No, man. I, I know that, but, but think about this though, man. I mean, like, I'm sure there's somebody in Cincinnati did the second mortgage or whatever to to get out to the to the game. But here's the thing: if you want to go to the Super Bowl, here's that is from an LA uh, news station. Uh, on Friday, the cheapest spot available to park on StubHub was for three ninety one, three hundred ninety one oh, bucks. Geez. So you you're complaining about park- keep in mind though, the sitting at the stadium. There's not really parking around there. But that's more than a mile away from the new stadium for $391. And some spots are going for as high as $5,000. $5,000 to park at the game. No thank you. I'll say this, man. If you drop five stacks to go park at the Super Bowl, let alone for the tickets and whatnot, just to park at the Super Bowl, you are a dedicated fan. You are fan of the year. Like all those people that did that down in Miami, down at, down in South Beach when the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. Like you guys are the real ones right there because I ain't about to drop five stacks just to park my car. Like that's not going to happen. I'm perfectly comfortable watching it from my living room. I have no problem whatsoever. Like I can go use the restroom when I want to. I don't have to worry about traveling in and out. Don't have to worry about jet lag from flying to and from. Don't have to pay for a hotel. Like if you are dropping cash to go watch the Super Bowl in person, you are a real one right there. And you probably have a lot of disposable income too. Don't don't mortgage your house to go watch a team in the Super Bowl. From don't the LA that. Times, um if you're uh, starts like, on an average Sunday, parking at the Midas Auto Repair Shop in Inglewood, California is free. Oh, on, it ain't free. Sunday. I'm shocked. It ain't on Sunday. On Super Bowl Sunday, it could cost as much as $1,500. Dude, Midas out here getting people, bro. But a spot in the Civic Center parking garage costs $135. But it's probably going to go pretty quick. Well, the asking price for a spot in a small parking lot about a mile from the stadium is $4,850. <laughs> 4800 about a mile from the stadium. Oh. Most parking passes are listed for 300 to 400 include spots in a lot of businesses such as the Hollywood Park Casino and Midas. These things are on StubHub everywhere else. Um here's some dude uh, Hugo Vincent, I guess he lives a mile from the stadium. He's already sold a spot in his driveway for 200 bucks. That's not bad. Like that, like that. That's not bad to go park at Hugo's uh, parking lot, or parking uh, driveway, right? But listen, to this is part of the arrangement. He's agreed to drive the person to SoFi on game day. See, this might actually be a deal, but that's only one deal. If you got a hold of Hugo and you know, park in his driveway, he's driving you to the game for two hundred bucks. That's a pretty damn good deal. That is a great deal, actually, considering that it could be forty eight hundred. I. I, I like I said I just don't understand like it, like I said you have to have a lot of disposable income if you were willing to drop that kind of cash to go watch your team in the Super Bowl I like I just I, even if I were really rich I don't know if I'd want to spend that much money just to park my rental car I don't know if I'd be interested in that well, that sounds a, like a lot of damn money well there's a gated community I guess just northeast of the stadium shopping and parking two hundred seventy five bucks each people in the community have been selling parking permits in their driveway all season long. What do you have to get a password to get through the gate or something too? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but, you do. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's a code or they got to buzz you in or something. Yeah. But parking at the casino, Hollywood Park Casino, starts at 300 goes up to $1,000. Um, a shorter walk to Stowe SoFi. So it's a shorter walk, but it's going to cost you $300 to uh, a G to park there. That's ridiculous. So wow. probably never complain about parking prices again and see that.
I don't know. Like, I don't know how many, like, I, I will say this. I just don't know. At a certain point, I don't know how many fans are really going to want to keep spending that kind of money as time goes along and the television experience is so great. I mean, sometimes halftime shows hit or miss, but like this year, we all assume that the halftime show is going to be really, really good. And the convenience of watching it from home, like, I just don't know how many people are going to want to spend that kind of money to go watch their team in the Super Bowl. Like, at some point, I think that there's going to have to be like a leveling of the, of the, of the, like a plateauing of these prices. Cause, uh, you know, dropping a few thousand dollars to park your rental car sounds like a lot of damn money, especially in a crowded place like Los Angeles. Like, I, that just doesn't sound like a, a very appetizing, uh, proposition to be in if I were a fan. Well, they put a lot of them on StubHub. Uh, the most expensive forty eight fifty, cheapest three twenty nine. Again, you're probably looking at a mile, mile and a half, two miles away. What do you think Uber's going to bounce their rates to? <laughs> Dude, I mean, if you're the chief, keep in mind though. A lot. I mean, first of all, you have to deal with all that parking out in LA, yeah. anyway, traffic in LA, but. I imagine a lot of people flying in from Cincinnati don't have to worry about cars anyway. So maybe they're at a hotel nearby where they can hoof it. I don't know. Maybe those hotels are probably just as expensive, man. I'm pretty sure that all the hotels, I mean, I'm pretty sure all the hotels jacked their prices up for the Super Bowl when they found out they were getting it. And uh, so I, I actually imagine that this is, I mean, it's probably really, really expensive to stay at the hotels. You're probably, I mean, I don't know the prices, and someone on the, on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line could text those prices in, but I imagine it's like a few thousand a night to, to stay at the hotel. Like, I imagine that it is an incredibly absorbent amount to stay at the hotel just for one freaking night. Oh, it's going to cost you some coin to go. And again, that's what the Super Bowl's about. It's more of a corporate deal than the actual... Now the real That's why I hope Kansas in. City gets it because I hope people here in this city are able to rip off these, uh, rip off some of these, uh, some of these um, out of towners. Like you know, people always say Cowtown, USA. Like I hope we get the Super Bowl at some point if we get like a new football stadium, so we can rip some of these people off. We get, people around the stadium can start charging like a thousand dollars to oh, park their car love there. To have, actually, have a lot. Yeah, like the uh, like the uh, what is it, the Price Chopper over there down the street from that they could charge like a thousand dollars for for a spot there to park. I, I want to see that, man. I want to see people get their money out here in this community. Let's get this Super Bowl here in Kansas City so we can get these people for their money. I just think, I, mean, I just can't even imagine what it would cost to go something like that. But, again, those are going to pe- be the people who don't mind paying that for parking uh, just to go to the stadium because that's 100% what they want to do. Um, yesterday I talked about something about somebody that can't make up his mind. <laughs> I am curious, but I have the audio of the uh, certain quarterback that retired. It's pretty damn good that uh, may or may not come back. We do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris Dunicero. Chris, do you like uh, hot sauce? Do you put I mean, that blank on everything? I don't. I don't really eat it that often. I gotta. I kind of have a weak stomach, so. Man, I love it, man. Yeah, if I eat too much of it, it doesn't sit right with me. Really? Yeah, I mean, I like. I like the flavor, like Louisiana hot sauce. I like the flavor of it. I just can't eat that. Eat it that often. Put some buffalo hot sauce on macaroni sometime. I'm not doing that. No. You were talking about kicking something up. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. That's a crime. Cedar and I are gonna start doing uh, fast food Fridays. We're going to try out different fast food items on Friday. We're doing it this Friday at 4.15. 
Rob and uh, Carrington and I are getting uh, the Airland and Sea. You hear about this deal from McDonald's? No. Airland and Sea, it's a uh, Big Mac with a uh, filet of fish and then the chicken on it, too. You have to ask for it as Airland and Sea, and you get all three of them together. Tell me that didn't sound good. And see, that's going to try Wendy's no, chili for the I'm first good. time. I'm, oh, I'm not, we, I don't like chili that's not homemade. We did it with the, the uh, wings from Taco Bell. That's how we got this thing started a couple weeks ago. Was not a fan. <laughs> I just—it was like I, chicken nuggets with bones. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard mixed reviews on those things. I'm—I—I'm I, not interested in Taco Bell chicken wings. Doesn't really sound interesting. <laughs> well, just try it, man. I'm I've, got, I've convinced people well, you, you don't like hot stuff, so it's not going to work for you. I mean, I just don't like. It's not going to work for you. I don't like. I don't want to eat. Chicken wings from Taco Bell. Oh, I, I'm with you 100. Like that's. Not- I mean, Taco Bell food by itself is like a. I had to be really messed up to eat. Like well, I actually really like it. I don't. I don't want to eat it sober. But I want tacos and stuff and burritos and I, stuff, well, not know, wings. I, I, I. We make homemade tacos all the time. If I want wings, I'll go to Al's or the Peanut or their uh, Smokehouse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of good wing places. You know, like that. You don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a. <laughs> I don't do it. I'm not a homemade. Ch- I don't mind that. I'm not eating Wendy's chili either. I don't like. I don't like any restaurant chili. I'm. I'm iffy on on uh, non homemade chili. Hey, do you think uh, Doug Peterson? Uh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence is happy he got Doug Peterson. We're really excited. Obviously, you know, I talked to him briefly on the phone. Um, I guess that was Thursday night, and then today, first time meeting him in person. Um, just seems like a really great guy. Obviously, he's had a lot of success. You know, his resume kind of speaks for itself. And, you know, he's an offensive guy. You know, he played quarterback in the NFL. All those things, you know, make me really excited and, and something that I'm just excited to get to work with him and see what he brings to the table. So I think everybody's excited. Um, everybody's really relieved. You know, we got our guy. And, and to be able to move forward and just go to work now is a good feeling. What do you think he's thinking? Because he never, he what, lost two games in high school, barely mm-hmm. lost to Clemson, won a national title. You know, number one pick in the draft ends up in a situation with Urban last year that didn't work out. I mean, he drafted his guy, ETN, that got hurt, you know, in the backfield. Now, second year, we saw second year with Staley going in for Herbert. You know, second year, I mean, you can ruin a guy like this. It's almost like you, it's the tuck rule, 30 for 30 with uh, Brady. You know what he's talking about? If you lose that tuck rule game, he's probably Bledsoe's back up the next year. They like made him. Think about if. Brady got drafted in Cleveland. Would he be selling insurance right now? You know what I mean? If, if guys end up in the wrong probably, spot. Probably, like, yeah. like Trevor Lawrence, you know? Is he going to be screwed now, or is he going to get into the conversation? Because he's got the ability to be in the conversation with Burrow and Herbert and, and Josh Allen. He's got the arm strength. He's got the size. He's got everything. He just doesn't have the coaching. But he's got the ability, and that's like Doug Peterson's job to get the best out of him to get into the conversation. Because, again, Trevor Lawrence could be one of these guys we're talking about, too. Again, it was year two for Burrow. Bengals won four games last year. Year two, year two for him. We saw Justin Herbert. Didn't make the playoffs, but a hell of a year in year two. And now you're going to see Trevor Lawrence in year two with an offensive mind in Doug Peterson. I like the – and we talked about this you know, earlier this hour. I like the hire for Peterson. I think if you are – a guy like Lawrence, you want a guy that's been there, done that. You don't want somebody who's just trying to figure this out. That's the reason why I like the whole 
idea of putting him at Urban Meyer was off. I mean, we all knew it was going to end the way that it did. We all knew that he was going to get fired and we knew that it wasn't going to end well. And we knew that Trevor Lawrence is going to be in a tough spot because he's now going to have to learn a brand new offense with a brand new coach. Uh, but I trust Peterson to be able to help him along. I think it'll be tailor made for him. Unlike Urban yeah, Meyer. You exactly. Do we, you had to do. do my system. And like, look, they got to trade ETN. That's just, that was an awful pick. Like you have so many other needs you could address and you go and pick a player you don't need. Cause you already have a really good running back in Robinson. Like that was just a stupid pick. And I, I really honestly hope that Peterson has some safety towards Achilles. So, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. So it, I just feel like I, I, I really hope that bulky doesn't ruin this because that's the thing that would scare me. If I were a Jaguars fan, Trent Balky's an awful general manager. And if there's anybody that's going to, that's going to ruin the, the team with as much talent as they've got, it's going to be him. Well, we'll see. I'm interested to see how that goes with, uh, with, uh, Doug, Doug Peterson. I always like Doug Peterson, but uh, yeah, me too. He wins the Super Bowl, gets fired. But again, there's a lot of things that went on uh, with that situation. Seemingly, everybody does in Philadelphia. Even when they do well, they get run. Just like, just like Andy Reid. <laughs> you want a Super Bowl for us? Get out of town. Did you hear uh, Tom Brady on SiriusXM with uh, Jim Gray? Yes, yes. Inevitably, some quarterbacks going to get hurt or not perform at the level, and it's going to start. In July in training camp, it's going to go again in September and probably again in October and November. Uh, how are you going to yep. entertain those thoughts, and would you ever consider that? You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never. And, you know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. So I don't know how it feels six months from now. It most likely won't. But, you know, I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to, you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. There's Tom right there. Do you think, uh, well, Buck still have his rights for one more year, even though it's kind of a weird deal because he's still paying him back. So I don't know how that thing's going to, but if he wants to be gone, he's gone. Same thing with Favre. When he wanted to be gone, he's gone. So feasibly he could end up wherever. Do you think he gets a phone call? Yeah. Just to check up on him. Hey, man. He gets a phone months. call for sure. How you doing? You in shape? If you're Arians, you're like, hey, dog, like, you know, our quarterback situation is kind of bad. Because you only got one time here. in life to do this. Not like in two years yeah. or three years or four years if they call him. There's no. like one time you're going to be getting that call. No, this isn't like a, I'm going to take a couple years sabbatical and I'm going to come back and we're going to we're just fire back on, on all cylinders like we did when we went to the Super Bowl. No, that's not going to happen. If I, I don't think he comes back. I think he wants to entertain it because you don't know how you're going to feel months from now, a year from now. But I, I look, it probably was incredibly hard for him to come to the conclusion that he was going to retire. And I, I, I feel like, and we all know, like when you've been doing it for a long time, training camp feels longer. Off season feels longer. And all the workout that you have to do, uh, after football ends, it's not like it was 30 years ago where it wasn't quite a 365 job. Now it is. I mean, Patrick Mahomes earlier this week is out here working out over there at the, the Royals facilities and whatnot, already getting ready for, for 2022. And if you're Tom Brady and you have the, the 
preparation that you have and you do as much studying and working out as he does, if you're not up for it, you're not up for it. And I don't know if time's going to make him want to be up for that, you know? So I just, I mean, maybe he's pulling a farve and say, Hey, I want to skip training camp and just come right in and start playing football. But I, I kind of doubt that that's what it is. I think he just really doesn't want to play anymore. We'll see again. <laughs> you know, these guys when they leave, they get that competitive itch. They all do. Yeah, I mean, but Peyton Manning didn't. Like when he called it quits, he called it quits. Yeah, you but know? I think that neck was just to a point, and I think his dad and his ear and everything else. But yeah, I'm sure Giselle is in. Tom he, Brady's there. I like, come spend time with your family. But some guys just hang on, man. They just love the game, and you can't get them away from them. But yeah. they want that competitive itch. They want that that other thing to drive them. Yeah, that's but maybe the hardest t- thing sometimes when guys stop playing sports, like. What's going to give you that adrenaline kick? And Brady can get involved in other aspects, too. Like, I could see him being a, do whatever he wants. a front office member for the Buccaneers. I could see him doing the Peyton Manning route and, you know, putting unfunny commentary on Monday Night Football games. Like, I could see him doing Actually, a lot of different I think Manning's very they're funny. Not, they're not funny at all. They're cheesy. I think they're great funny. They're corny. I don't like them. Uh, but, like, I could see him going a lot of different routes where he stays involved with football, but he's not playing quarterback. I, I just, I, for me, it's like I don't think he wants to do the preparation anymore. And I don't blame him because it's hard because you got to do what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now, except you just don't post it on the internet. But the year he had this year, much different than Manning's last year. Oh yeah. yeah Manning was they trash. Because of Jesus, but this year, Tom was actually, <laughs> they were tra- they were, it was like weekend in Bernie's when, when, when Manning won the Super Bowl. It, with Tom the is still Broncos. playing at MVP level. Yeah, no, they were dragging his court. They were dragging Peyton Manning's corpse around when they were trying to win that Super Bowl. man, I'll tell you this. That's the worst I've ever seen Peyton. And it was, it was not good, man, but Hey, they won a Super Bowl. So, you know, I, 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 I mean, I hate the Broncos, but, you know, hey, kudos to them for going out there and getting it. Coming up next, the Bengals talk some trash today. Did you see this, Eli Apple? Oh, I've seen it since he's he been talking Sunday night. If yeah. you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to be a little bit irritated by this. Plus, this is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.